Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Gestalten podcast presented to you by Concept House Pathfinder, your number one online resource for the best students and recent graduates for your internships and entry-level positions. My name is Martin Groschwart and in this episode I am welcoming Alain Lonet, the head of design for Renault in India and we had a lovely little conversation based around the topic of designing on a budget for markets such as India, but he also worked in Korea for Renault over there. So he had a lot to tell us about the process itself, what you have to do and what you have to understand when you're designing on a budget, how you have to understand the market, and of course, the cultural differences. So enough talking from my side. Enjoy the conversation with Alain, and here we go. Alain, thank you very much for taking the time and for being part of this episode of the Gestalten podcast and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Martin. Very well. Um, I wanted to have a conversation with you because obviously, you know, you're working for Renault, you're based in a studio in, in Mumbai in India. And there was a topic that came onto my mind, you know, a few weeks ago that I thought like, I really would like to discuss. And this is you know, designing on a budget, designing for budget cars. And obviously you're working in a market in India, which is heavily crowded by budget cars. I've had a number of conversations with other people in the past that have said India is probably one of the most difficult markets to, you know, succeed as a, as a car manufacturer. So just to jump into that kind of conversation right now, you've been in India for quite a long time in this, in, you know, speaking, you know, in 2020, what is your feeling about a market such as India when it comes to budgets on a car? How is, how is the car seen in an area such as India? Well, the, the, the car is very important, uh, for, for Indians. I mean, still, uh, uh, aspirational objects you know in uh, in in europe we are pretty much bored and the car is uh, has been thing uh, in in india this is still a symbol of freedom a symbol of progress a symbol of status of course so people really uh, desire to buy a car first of all or to buy a new car if they already had one so it it is very important and uh when you go to to get your new car at a at the dealership it is it is a ceremony it is a, a celebration which is uh, amazing you know you bring your priest with uh, with you to uh, uh you know bless the car and the whole family and so on i mean it, it is really a, an event and how, how what does this mean for you i mean this is this is a very interesting kind of concept it's obviously a cultural concept as well does this have any kind of impact on you as a as a creative as a designer on how you design the cars that you know you know this is this is the the standard and like you know how they how they almost like you know cherish the car well, the, the, the thing is that on one hand, we all know that uh, the, the customers have a limited budget, uh, but they have very high aspiration. So uh, 
you you cannot sell anything less than a car and uh, i think uh, re- recently there, there was the uh, tata nano who was uh, an amazing concept but who failed uh, commercially uh, because it was less than a car in a, mm-hmm. in a way and that's how people perceived it uh, people really want everything everything that's in a car and every extra equipment uh, is very highly valued by by the customer and so the 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 real difficulty is to to give enough to the people within uh, the limited budget mm. well you you just mentioned obviously the tata nano as well which <laughs> you know had in good and bad i i leave it up to the listener and the people you know the the cheapest the cheapest car in the world in that kind of sense. And when we talk about cheap prices, we have to obviously make an understanding that it's cheap to, let's say, European standards, of course. Yeah. But when we look into Europe, we have cars that are considered to be on the lower end, uh, which is like the Dacia, Duster, Logan, those kind of cars. So I don't want to focus that much on the budget itself, um, but I would rather want to focus on the, the conversation and just like, when you get this briefing from, in your kind of sense, let's say, Lawrence van der Nacker, and he comes up to you and says, like, you know, Alon, we need a car for the Indian market, and this is the kind of price range that we're going to be looking towards, like, you know, what we have to do. In the first kind of instance, what is the biggest challenge for you as a designer when you see this is what we're supposed to do, and this is where we have to, where we have to end on? Uh, well, actually, it's a very rewarding experience. Uh, I, I will take the, 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 other, the other opposite uh, is that I, I worked also on a Renault high range. And when you're on a high range, you, you really want to challenge a Rolls Royce and to have everything in it. And then as the process goes along, you you just cut and cut and cut and you are basically uh, losing a, a little bit every day and you save what you can because at the end of the day you cannot uh, you know make more than a Rolls Royce when you are doing a Renault high range uh, when when you work on a budget car it's actually the opposite in the first Logan uh, design was not even uh, uh, some something anybody was looking at, you know. Uh, design was not a sales point, was not an argument. So, uh, yeah, my friend Benoit Jacob, he, he, he did a fantastic job, but uh, and, he, and he was very satisfied for it, but it was not expected from him. Then, little by little, uh, people understood that even that kind of car can be bought because people like it. And, and Duster was a, was a great example. I mean, uh, but in Duster, you, we started with the same thing. Nobody was expecting anything from design. And so every little thing, every little improvement you could do to the design was a victory. And uh, we went from victory to victory until we got a car that actually people like. They also like like the design, so so it's a totally different experience. On 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 the high range, you are sort of on a on a defensive uh, step every day, and in a, in a budget car, you are you are like on a on a winning uh, 
streak every day and and that that's that's a very nice experience actually for for a designer how do you think as a designer yourself that starting in this kind of you know uh, let's say feeling that the design is not expected to be mind blowing it's more a feature rather than a, 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 a you know a, a, a sales point in those regards do you think that it takes a special kind of designer to flourish in that as well because i could personally imagine that a lot of people like you know they 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 deal maybe better with direction some other people are a little bit better with with less direction but on these kind of budget cars I can under, I can very well see that maybe you don't need a traditional stylist. You actually need a designer because every decision that you make has such a, a massive impact on your day-to-day -day activity pretty much and the communication that you have with other colleagues in engineering, marketing, sales, and all these things. Uh, well, you, you, you need designers who are able to uh, question themselves And I think as a team, you need a, a mix of uh, very experienced people and then uh, very fresh people, which, which is what, what we have in, uh, in India, for example. I mean, I have a, a team of very fresh people and then we have a couple of, of very experienced designer and we have some help from very experienced designer from, uh, from France. And, and it is that mix because you, you need to be able to you know, think for totally, totally fresh design. And then you need people who are able to, to see what is actually possible. Uh, and uh, not, not to cut your own, own wings, but uh, to, to be extremely practical. Is that a problem? Would you say, if, if I look into like, you know, new ideas such as Instagram, social media, Do you think that pragmatism that is required to do these kind of cars is, is missing with a newer generation because we have this flashy culture, especially in terms of representation of designers at the moment? Well, any any uh, any new designer. I mean, you, you you are not born a car designer. You don't know everything. And uh, luckily, luckily for people like me, you know, years of experience mean something, and uh, you you need that. Uh, that mix of experiences uh, on a on a job. Uh, the the people here yeah, on on one hand you ha you have to be ready uh, you know not to not to be afraid of anything and uh, that's something that in in India is very nice. The the young Indian designers they they are eager to to discover the car world. They don't have the, all the culture that we have, so they they are not afraid of anything, and and that's very nice. But, but then you have to take that and uh, sort what what is actually feasible, what, what can fit, and what uh, and abandon what you will not be able to do. I find this really interesting, you know, especially what you mentioned just now with the with the young people. Would you let me be you know be a little bit um, maybe provocative on this one? Do you do you think if you would bring a a European or like a Western or a Chinese designer, a young designer coming straight out of university now, and you would bring the, these guys or gals to to India, do you think they could succeed in understanding this Indian market, this kind of, let's say, being a little bit less reliant on the history of a brand? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you take a, a freshman from Europe and and you throw him in India, I, I think it would be very difficult for him to to cope, and and it takes it takes a while to. Uh, to understand uh, actually what is the lack of car culture that exists there and how you can uh, help to to bridge uh, that, you know, when when I'm in India, uh, half of my job is to explain to the to the French people why the Indian answer to some question is like that. Uh, and the other half of my job is to explain to the Indian designers why the uh, feedback they got from France is like that. You know, uh, we we as European we we tend to think that we are very clear and easy and transparent for the rest of the world, and that the rest of the world is a mystery. But actually, we are as much as a mystery for them than they are for us. So it really it really goes both ways. So when you work on a product and you you obviously with your experience you know that there's a certain call it a cultural gap, um, a knowledge gap with all of these designers. And you already have the challenge to work on a budget car, which in my opinion, is one of the toughest thing you can do when it comes, if not even the toughest, when it comes to transportation design. How do you start about this? How do you find the mix in your design team to work with them on the sense like, look, we I know we have some restrictions, but let's be the most creative we can and the, you know, the most understanding, especially now that riding on the success wave of something like the Duster, the the expectations on design even on on low budget cars is becoming more and more increasing yeah the the first thing i i do is to to give them a maximum of freedom and and to to push them to take that freedom uh because uh, you you can imagine that those guys who have uh, you know when they when they were born they were only ambassadors in the in the street this old Morris uh, thing, and uh, and then they had the first, uh, you know, the first Suzuki coming, and and that is their world, and they want something that they have seen in the latest magazine, you know, that's that's the first thing. So so there is a kind of uh, uh, self restriction that they that they do, or actually what they would like to have is uh, the latest thing that they've seen in the magazine. So the first thing is that I have to, to explain them that that's not what I expect from them. What I expect from them is to to uh, design the car that will be in the magazine three years from now, not today. Uh, so I'm, I'm pushing them to take uh, more freedom than they would actually uh, do normally or, or not, to, not to fulfill their immediate dream, but to fulfill the dream that they will have tomorrow. And if you... If you take that a little bit further, is is that a problem or not necessarily say a problem, but is that sometimes a bigger challenge than expected? Because, you know, especially when you're in an environment and we can talk about China about this one as well, but I would say India is very similar, where products are being put onto a market relatively quickly. You know, is, is is that a challenge with the people that they're not falling too far behind or just looking looking too much into like what's happening now rather than looking up front? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's a problem. It's a, it's always a, a challenge that we that we have to face. Uh, so we have to to find ways to to unlock that, and uh, and then of course you you get uh, you get things that are so far out that you have to to bring them back because, as you said, you know we we have to design uh, for a budget and uh, at a budget. So design to cost is obviously a, a big part of the of the job as well. Uh, but also, what is uh, what is interesting with those uh, with those projects, and since the Logan is uh, is that everybody is trying to do the same thing. Uh, I used to say that when you are in the in the in this team of uh, you know uh, global access cars, uh, you you are part of a cult. Uh, that means that every everybody is uh, uh, sharing the same vision, and uh, you know whether it's from logistic to purchase to engineering to design, we we are all trying to do the same thing. So I'm challenging the engineers uh, because they are too expensive, and uh, they are challenging the designers because they are too expensive. And and we are all trying to progress in the same uh, same direction. It's interesting that you say, like on the budget. Obviously, the teamwork is is much more important in in a, in a greater context. Would you say in this kind of budget environment, it's because of people have to come together, you know, in a, in a much tighter way? It's also easier to make decisions. Is it? easier to make these decisions to reach a goal or would you say based on your own you know past experience also at Renault with like the higher end cars um, you know it's it's sometimes easier to go into that kind of route because I can imagine if you know we all work on a budget then let's let's get the best thing done for the budget is maybe an easier you know um, level that everybody can agree on than if you work on I don't know like you know a high level uh, a high level car uh, I, I would I would say in general, yes. In general, yes, because uh, again, the pe the people who are embarking on that experience, they they are they know, you know, what they are here for, and uh, and and again, there is that shared vision. Uh, and also, we know that if you have to to break some uh, rules, uh, eventually you you can do it if if it's to get the right uh, the right result. You know, the the genius of Mr. Schweitzer when he when he commissioned the Logan was that not only he wanted that very special kind of car, but he also understood that uh, it to achieve it it. Could not be done by using the usual process, mm -hmm. and and uh, he set it uh, a completely different uh, team, completely different way of uh, of working to to achieve that goal, and and that's that's why that's why they succeeded actually. And how does the this new process or this different kind of thinking affect the design that you work in every single day? Uh, well, it it. It does because we we are trying to to find solutions in the broader sense. I mean, we, we are not only doing styling, but we are also challenging the engineering, and it goes it goes both ways. You know, we we accept some challenge and then we we set up some challenges for for the others. 
and 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 then again, the the the, the team is is a team in the in the broader sense. It it embraces all of the areas of the of the company, and and uh, the global vision is shared by everyone. And uh, also, that's how we can we can do you know really innovative project. I mean, we we came up with the quid uh, in India, which which was uh, actually uh, for for real initiated uh, in India, and uh, the basic package of the quid was what could you could find on the. Uh, on the very small uh, Volkswagen Seat of the time, you know, it was uh, what was like a, a small urban uh, two box, and and then it became it became a small SUV, which which was totally unexpected, but that is something that uh, that came from uh, from the interaction with the young designers in India. I find this interesting that you say this because. You know, there, there's not a lot of stories out there where, you know, let's say the design department, especially coming from areas that are, in my opinion, still underrated, such as India, also China is part of this as well. Korea, and obviously you have worked in Korea as well, you know, have stepped up the game quite a bit with um, in particular what Kia and Hyundai have been, have been doing. Do you foresee, I mean, obviously India is a massive country, there's a lot of development that's potentially to be happening there, but... Do you foresee that design ideas that come out of India because of mega cities, because of you know space issues and all these kind of things, could have a fundamental impact on what we do over here in Europe? And obviously, what you've just mentioned a little bit now is that it already had an impact on the design side from India to Renault in uh, in, in France, of course, as well. But do, do you think there is this potential coming out of India at the moment that they they could have this massive role worldwide or globally? Uh, I, I really believe so, although even they may not know it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm following and uh, LinkedIn discussions on, on the autonomous car, autonomous car subjects and also the new mobility and everything. And it, it strikes me that there are so many of those, uh, you know, people thinking about the new mobility who actually describe something which is the rickshaw you know a small vehicle which is made to uh, you know compact agile which can load almost anything and uh, move in the city center at a slow speed and really what they are describing is the rickshaw uh, safety features apart of course and uh, when when you see the the congestion in the you know indian big city big cities and city centers uh, there are certainly uh, experiences that can be done there and, and that can be translated uh, anywhere else and obviously with this background in autonomous driving as well like you know with the knowledge and software development that they have it seems that they also have just the capabilities to implement it. So not just to think about it, but to implement it. Is that, um, is that still a problem that the implementation maybe costs too much money? Because of course, if you, you know, sell a car like the quid, which I think goes for three and a half thousand euros in comparison to, you know, like to, to, just as a euro number in that kind of sense, is, is that what holds it back that maybe there is no service design that has happened yet in that sense that you can, 
you know you you can find a cheap way for the people to use it yeah i mean if you if you you think about anything autonomous i i i may say that i've been i've been uh, using an autonomous car for the last three years because i had an indian driver and uh, especially since they are you know a uh, uh, right hand drive it really it really feels like it like the car is uh, going by itself and uh, you know when you sit in the in the passenger seat at the front of a a car in India is just as if you were on an autonomous car in Germany. Uh, and, uh, you know, any autonomous systems that you can uh, create today is can never beat uh, the Indian driver in terms of budget. And, and, and probably in terms of uh, creative driving also, because that's, uh, that's, they are absolutely, <laughs> they are absolutely amazing. And uh, there, there has been a couple of uh, Indian Formula One driver recently, and I think there will be more because th those guys are absolutely amazing. Uh, that's fascinating to me because I know, obviously I, if, you, if you take the idea further with the autonomous cars, you know, you can go all the way back to Rolls Royce and, you know, the, the carriages and horses and all these kind of things. But um, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned this in India. I mean, is, does this have an effect on how you run your design department as well? That you say like, look, we're not just here for a product itself, but with this experience that you have, and you know, putting putting aside a little bit of the financial factor, but also how you want to push your designer, or maybe how you see the development of the designers that you work with—that they are not just, you know, creating these physical spaces or these, you know, haptical exteriors, but that they need to start thinking about digital contents, like you know, service ideas, how these products can be used. Do you see that for you personally? There's a there's a transition towards that, or is it still exterior interior and then everybody has their little their little aisle well uh, yeah there's still exterior and interior and uh, that that's that's the way people who like cars think you know but uh yeah there, there, there's nothing that you could do in an autom in an autonomous car for example that you couldn't do uh as a passenger today you know why are we on many of those uh, projects which are coming uh, out today and which are uh, you know deemed futuristic there are so many things uh that we can uh, you know apply immediately for the passenger you know we are talking about things which will only change the life of the driver and yet we are promising so many things And, and I'm asking why we couldn't do it already today. And uh, with the, 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 the specific experience uh, of India, because, uh, you know, some, some of the designers, they are, they are coming from uh, very different horizons. Some are from relatively wealthy fam family where uh, they have a driver. Not, not the young guy, maybe, but at least his father has a driver, and uh, they, they they can think in a totally uh, totally different way as well in terms of uh, what's the life in the car. Uh, it it is something that is very easy to experience firsthand, and the kind of uh, features or the kind of uh, you know media interaction and all that that you might want uh, that that can certainly uh, also come from there. Do you think, 
that India is underrated when it comes to transportation design, car design? Because what you have just mentioned to me seems like they should actually, in terms of their knowledge, because you know, of this, let's say the, the the autonomous driving that to a certain degree already exists, should actually be on the forefront and maybe should be even more implemented in the day-to-day activity of you know the main studios that let's say you have in in France or that the German companies because Mercedes is in India as well you know Hyundai is in India as well do you think they underestimate the knowledge and the the background information that that's already there uh, well pro- probably i'm a, i must say that the 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 potential is definitely there but to unleash it is uh, really something else i mean i mean even uh, you know Tata just recently opened a major design center in the UK. Uh, why, why would they do that? You know, uh, while they have they 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 are supposed to know so well what what is their potential at home. Uh, so that that's that's a question. You know, uh, two two years ago in uh, in Delhi Motor Show, we presented a show car that was designed by. Uh, uh, a young design student that uh, that we were training, and uh, in that particular Daily Moto show, that was the only show car that had been done 100% in India, and none of the uh, even Indian company uh, had any show car made in India, which was quite uh, quite surprising. So. Uh, and and that is certainly the consequence of the of the culture and and so on more more than any uh, budget consideration. Com- coming back to the to the original topic, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. so potential is there, but to to uh, you know to to unlock it is is uh, is quite a task, really. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And. Um, Coming back to this initial starting point of the conversation, which what's the what's the budget? Of course, I mean, um, I can imagine that compared, compared, you know, budget compared like France, India, maybe even Korea, where you have worked before, um, India is probably the lowest. So, what do you do? What kind of new technologies do you pick up to be ahead of the curve, and you know, to be maybe more flexible um, to to really build you know or use your budget that you have on the highest level i would say it almost seems like you know using clay is probably the most expensive one that you can do you are you using a lot of you know digital tools or how how do you run your process to be as efficient as possible both effectively but also of course from a from a cost perspective yeah def- definitely the, uh, the 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 digital development is uh, is very important uh, because as as you say uh, you know to have a, a clay shop in india is uh, is extremely challenging because uh, it's a very hot country where electricity uh, is not always working so uh, you you can never be sure that you will have constant temperature during weeks and weeks uh, so so for for very practical reason there are there are things that we we cannot do or we we cannot do too much uh but but then uh, okay uh, knowing that you 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 create the 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 shortcuts you do more more digital you do more uh, you know quick uh, quick milling quick quick models you interact with uh, europe as well of course 
Uh, but we, we introduce in our process some uh, like very very short uh, modeling job where we just send the modeler the designer to you to Europe for a few weeks, uh, much less that than you would take normally. But uh, at least you you can uh, really uh, go through uh, sketch modeling very very quickly, and then he comes back, he has things sorted out, and you continue in a digital way. So you you have to to be imaginative also in the in the process on uh, how you can do things uh, without all the all the tools. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can imagine if you if you have your let's say Indian based designer, so somebody that grows up with you, uh, grows the professional life with you, they are very much used to you know, digital tools, they can probably, you know, do most of their modeling themselves, we still have professional modelers, but, you know, there's a much more native feeling to working digitally. Now, when you have guys on exchange or guys coming from France that maybe work less on the digital tools, but more on the clay, how do they fit into the system? Does it sometimes cause, I don't want to say problems, but a little bit of a, a transition time for them to understand that, hey, we, we might have to, you know, figure this out digitally and is this sometimes a problem that the mindset is with oftentimes european designers because they are used to higher budgets that they um they are not 100 comfortable in working only digitally um uh, no i'm i'm i must say first, first of all when when we bring uh european designers over we we bring people with a lot of experience because that's that's the whole point of uh of of bringing them and uh it it works well actually uh we 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 are always uh, always very happy and they are always very very happy actually and the the interaction between the uh the experienced european designer and the french the fresh uh indian designers uh is uh, is always working very very smoothly i must say I saw, I think, was it two years ago? Or like, I don't even remember, two or three years ago, you had this challenge in India where you, you know, opened it up to the students and um, you brought them in, you you kind of pushed them further and they could win, they could win the price of their own model and an internship uh, with these kind of things. Um, is, is is that a, a method of the future for you to build on, talented local guys rather than maybe you know, do too much exchange and uh, and really develop the guys for yourself because you know you need to have this understanding of india and you know how how the country works to to really represent the cars in the best possible way in india and create the cars in the best possible way yes in a in, in a way it is something that we we had to do uh because uh, after after several years of uh, experience we we realized that uh uh, it was very difficult to select people based on portfolios uh, over there uh, because a great portfolio does not mean that you have uh, a guy who can really work as a designer. Uh, you you have uh, you you can meet some people who are probably great artists but not great designers. Uh, also because uh, of the the way uh, the, the, the teaching of design is uh, is done, which is uh, very very much based on the Bauhaus uh, still, but maybe maybe not totally suitable for for car design. It's probably better for industrial design than for car design. Uh, 
and 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 then because of this lack of uh, i would say car culture uh you you have to to you know teach a lot more to 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 the younger guys than than you would have to do in europe so at the end of the day we set up that that uh, design academy program uh because uh, that way we could bring in a, a number of uh, young guys and we could really test them uh in in a real environment and we could pick up the the best that way and we were then confident that we could work with them uh, because otherwise you take one guy for six months and then you realize that he's you know not not working for you so you have to test another one and you end up wasting a lot of uh, a lot of time and resources we also spent a lot of resources on this uh, academy program but at least uh, the the guys that went through it we were really confident that we could employ them then let me ask you something that I that I personally have, you know, looked at quite in a bit of detail over the past months, if not even like years and stuff like that. What you have just mentioned is really to understand, like, you know, you're trying to find not necessarily just a stylist, but a designer um, as a whole. Like, you know, somebody who understands that design is much more than just an artistry in that kind of sense. So is this kind of generation that's coming out of the universities right now and i'm not just talking about india i'm talking about let's say a global uh, direction more maybe also because of this instagram culture of the communication oftentimes with car manufacturers more tending to become more of like an artistry or like you know make it a stylist and that we are we are missing this approach of what a designer needs to do nowadays especially when it comes to budget products where you where you need to understand the craft behind design and not just let's say the styling behind design well i think the the the, the profession as a whole has evolved and uh, and it's it's a serious job you know there are so much uh, inputs uh, now, of course, the development time is much shorter, so you have to go to the point. The budget is tighter, so you have to uh, take that into into account. And and uh, there are so many new things uh, that come into into play. I mean, uh, 20 years ago, you were not expected to be uh, uh, working in a multicultural environment and be working with people on a different time scale. Uh, that, that that did not happen that happened only uh, you know really since the beginning of the of this century uh, so so the dimensions in which you are working are every time more and more so it it so maybe in this sense the gap between the the uh, the kids uh, coming from school and uh, and what the, the professional world is expecting that gap has maybe increased not that the schools are you know less less good or, or more artistic than than before i think that they are also evolving with the digital tools and so on they also have much more to 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 teach you know and the, the young designers have much more to to learn which is quite difficult but the 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 design car design world as a as a whole is uh, much more demanding today than it was even 20 years ago yeah and i think it will continue that way i mean if we if we really look in the 
general kind of directions, you know, budgets are going to be, you know, made less. Uh, we're going to see more and more program-oriented budgets rather than, you know, budgets that are being set for entire departments. So it seems a little bit to me that the designer nowadays needs to have almost like an understanding of the budget car uh, for anything that he does. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, a hypercar or, you know, one-off or something like that, but to really understand it's not just our job to have a nice sketch, but we need to also understand the consequences that our sketches, you know, make in terms of an entire process. And I think, you know, in in this environment of a budget, it, it becomes even more relevant because I, I can imagine you would probably, I mean, obviously in your position as a manager, you can take some things away from them, but you have to send them also to engineering meetings and understand that not every sketch or not every you know line they they draw and like not every arch that they that they love can be done because of uh, you know because of budgets yeah sure you unfortunately there is less time to experiment uh, and and that's i think an issue for everybody you have to go to the point uh, much faster and you have to be a pro problem solver uh, much more than than before and that that is that is something that is uh, quite quite difficult and uh, i think the, the the key for the for the future is how we will be able to uh, you know, keep doing advanced design, but be able to make the link between this advanced design and the uh, the, the regular project, the production projects. That that has always been a, a question. You know, all the all the companies have been able to do fantastic show cars, and then the production car was were always a deception. I, I think uh, to to be able to do that bridge between the the, the concept and the production is more important than ever before yeah how how do you see this developing i mean if if, if i'm not mistaken at obviously at renault in france there's the creative department there's the industrialization department um do you think these have to come together to make this understanding together or would you say it's actually okay to have these two departments or where do you see the future um and how where, where do the designers have to develop uh, to make this transition yeah, well, you, you, you cannot totally merge that because if you merge it, we know what will happen. Everybody will fall be, you know, below the production budget and the experiment will die. So experiment is, is very, very important and we have, we have to keep it. So it, it has to have his own, his own life and his own line of budget in, in, in a way. Otherwise it will just be crunched like everything else. Uh, but it is, you know how you you take something and you, and you shovel it into into the production uh, line, which is uh, which is important, because we have always dreamed of uh, you know off the shelf solution, but then again we are working on such tight budget and and uh, such a speed for production uh, projects that these off the shelf solution never exist. Or if if they have been created, you the first thing you discover is that they don't apply to the the problem that that you have to solve. So uh, that that link between advance and and uh, and production, uh, you know, which has which has always been uh, something difficult and something important, I think it is it is becoming more and more important. 
Yeah, and I think you know it's it's maybe also, and I don't know if you agree on this one, but it could also be that we see less concept cars in the future. They stay internally, you know, they stay in a development process, and uh, we're ending up a little bit more like, let's say, a Chinese environment where you see the production car coming out three to six months before it's officially being released uh, and coming off the production line. I mean, this is something that I can um, that I can very well imagine that these you know, creative processes that are being brought out to the public with show cars and concept cars might just be in the majority stay internally anyways. And, uh, and, you know, you, 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 you push your, your marketing and your PR more towards the, um, uh, the production cars in that sense, you know, like you, you leave the creative side out a little bit. So you don't put yourself into too much of a pressure situation. And then you just continue to, to show the production cars and only from, you know, every, year one so every other year uh, you go to geneva you go to any motor show if they exist by then still um and and show a certain kind of direction but not as often as you do maybe nowadays yeah well that that's you you touch the different question is you know with the with the end of the motor show is the show car also going to end uh, that's 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 an interesting question uh, in itself uh but Def- definitely some internal studies uh, are, are necessary and those internal studies may be totally different from from the show car as we know them because then you you can explore ways which are you know not specifically meant to appeal or to uh, to get people to dream but which maybe are are, are more into uh, self challenge on on different questions and and that is something uh something quite different actually you know because show, show cars are uh, at the end of the day they are they are marketing objects uh they are things that are ma- made to uh, uh you know uh, blow blow out the, the the mind of the public or to attract them or to you know, make them dream uh, if if you do a show car internally, then you can ask all sorts of different questions. Uh, you know, a, sh- a show car could be the cheapest possible car you can build. That that would also be uh, be possible. You know, what what happened if you cut everything? Yeah. And as I said at the beginning, when when is it still a car, and when does it cease to be a car? And and then not be acceptable anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice word, like a really nice phrase to to end the conversation. Um, so, Alain, I want to thank you very much for your time and uh, for your insights. It was uh, was an absolute pleasure. But before I let you go, every guest that we have on the podcast gets three questions from me. Those are more personal questions, something to give uh, you know our listeners a little bit of an idea who you are, who inspires you. Two of those are not necessarily aimed at just transportation or car design, and one of them is very much car design. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with one that is not only for the car design. Um, which project that you have not been a part of would you absolutely love to to be part of wow <laughs> okay <laughs> i did, didn't expect that one uh well i think the uh apollo 11 
mm-hmm. you know the the rocket that and the the project that went to to the moon i mean that that's at the time it it was the absolute top it was totally out of out of this world and i i think that's that's probably one of the uh, most exciting projects that has ever existed lovely number two which designer had the biggest the biggest uh, influence on you as a person and as a creative and this doesn't need to be somebody you have worked with just in general just in general well then i have to i have to go back to my my teachers uh, i think uh, i had the, the 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 great opportunity to have uh, one one uh, trimester uh, at the art center europe with uh, tony lapine mm-hmm. and that was really a, a fantastic experience to to uh, you know have this this guy who had done uh, so so much and had a such a vision and was also uh, uh, you know f- a great f- philosopher of design and a real car guy as well so that that's one of, one of the, the the people that i remember fondly lovely and last but certainly not least if i give you a blank check which car would you buy <laughs> uh well uh I must say, well, there, there is there is one in my garage, uh, but uh, the the other one would be the Alfa Carabo. That's that's my absolute dream car. I think that was uh, one of the peak of uh, car design. Lovely. Well, you survived the three questions. <laughs> And thank you. W- <laughs> once again, thank you very much, Alain, for taking the time. Uh, it was a was a lovely conversation. You gave us some really cool insights on everything, and uh, yeah. So for you, all the best. Of course, we will we will certainly talk again in the future. And to all of our listeners, thank you very much for listening to yet again another Gestalten uh, episode. And you will hear back from the Gestalten team and the Gestalten podcast very soon with a new episode. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Mm-hmm.